Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Keeping it local. This is the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Into the 11 o'clock hour on this quarterfinal Friday night. High school football around the state of Georgia. Teams locking their spots in the semifinal round with games played around the state on this holiday Friday night. Boy, this different kind of week, right? You know, there's no classes, no school. So uh, people practice in the mornings. Uh, people got to practice on Thanksgiving Day, which is a, which is a milestone. A lot, a lot of teams aim for, but not all teams get to do. But of all the teams that did that this week, only two, only you know, only half of those teams will get to move forward uh, into the semifinal round that is coming up next week. As we bring you back here on Sports Radio 929 Game. So glad you've been with us tonight, Sam Crenshaw, along with Chris Parker. Nine floors up here in the studios here in Midtown Atlanta. Got Dom Chirowski working the other side of the glass uh, tonight, and boy, we had some surprises. We've had some. We're going to have some new state champions. Had a state champion bumped out tonight in the largest classification in the state. And then we have some some, uh, some players, things moving along in the next classification. All right, we have a game. Coach, we were talking about this one. Maris, a winner tonight, 48-21 over Roswell. And this man is up against it. He's got some other places, but he's going to spend some time with us right now. Coach Allen Chadwick, head coach at Maris. Coach, welcome to the scoreboard show. Congratulations on your win tonight. Hey, thank you, Sam. I'm really proud of these kids and these coaches. Uh, they put together a great game plan, and our kids executed very well. It was a really exciting ball game, and uh, holding our breath they, every time they took the ball and snapped it. So they very talented Roswell team, and our kids hung tough. We came up with three interceptions in the first half and had some great sacks throughout the ball game and put pressure on the quarterback, and uh, that was a big difference in the game. Coach Chadwick, Chris Parker, congratulations on your win first. And what what is it about the teams that gets your teams always get better as the year goes on? You're playing your best football here at Thanksgiving. What is the key to getting your team to play well late in the season? Well, it's just the process of day in and day out, hard work and hard coaching. 
aggressive coaching and kids that come prepared every day to give us all they've got. Um, you know, a large part of that, too, is our offense that we, we uh, you know, it, it takes us a while to get going. Uh, we're an under center team, option under center, as well as spread team. So we're run, basically running two offenses. So it takes us a while early in the season to get our feet underground and get the timing down and those types of things. But and, and also the last two years, we've had a brand new offensive line. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, all five new players the last two years in a row. And our offensive line coach, Dan Perez, does a great job of teaching, coaching them up and working with them every day and meetings and films and scouting reports that are 15 pages long. And and it just, it's a process and it takes time. 15 page long scouting report. My goodness, coach. You, I, mean, I saw you earlier back during the summer, and I'll mention this again. You mentioned that your offensive line was a concern for you. You had skill position. You felt good about them, but your line. What is it that has seen them? And, and talk about watching these guys mature and grow together as the seasons progress. Well, it's just, it's, like I said, it's just hard work day in, day out. We don't ask our offensive line to do a whole lot of uh, fancy blocking techniques or schemes or anything like that. It's, it's you know, getting the four-point stance to come off the ball and block hard and A-gap and D-gap. It's scoop and it's double team. That's the, primarily what they're doing almost every single play. And, uh, and, it, and they get better at it. And a lot of teams don't see that on a regular basis. And they don't like people down low on our legs like that coming off the ball hard. And um, it kind of plays into our advantage in terms of, you know, just pounding on them play after play after play all night long. Our kids take a great deal of pride in that and trying to wear people down later in the game. Coach, I was going to ask you that question. You've got Stars Mill won tonight. You guys won tonight. Camden County won tonight. These are more under center physical offenses. You guys are playing Thomas County Central next week, back to the old days of Coach Pilcher and you running the option. Uh, how, <laughs> how exciting is is that? And um, and then is is the offense becoming a little more in vogue because it's different? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, well, Camden runs the wing tee, of course, and you know they don't throw the ball very much at all, and they. They really come at you with a lot of different counters and mm-hmm. and uh, sweeps and things like that. Uh, I'm not sure what Stars Mill is doing. It's wing T, same uh, as Camden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it's under but, center. Um, yeah, right. And, and and that teaches, you know, football is about blocking and tackling and, and being tough and being physical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a lot of these spread teams don't get that. Uh, they're fancy and throwing the ball around to athletes out in space and things like that, and that's not our game. That's certainly not our game, and, and you know we want to be physical and be tough, and we we come to practice every day and and are physical and tough, and I think that it plays into the type of kids that we have as well. Maris forty eight, Roswell twenty one. The final score, Coach Jack. We uh, we say congratulations. Uh, good luck next week, and thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate what y'all do for high school football. All right, that is a uh, man. My goodness, uh, go out and get that win, and he makes it sound. We just do things so simple, but, hey, they go out and make it work, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let that fool you. Coach Chadwick is a humble man, but he does a phenomenal job, the whole staff over there. And they've had the same staff together for a long time, Sam. But, I mean, these guys are always there. Yeah. I mean, they're just always there making runs every year. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All right. Um, we're just going to check in with somebody else now. Jeff's until ready. Man. This guy was at the game tonight. We can't wait to talk to him. Dog Nation, Jeff Sintel, 
and he saw the game that was just a star-studded event. Uh, but Grayson comes out with the win, 1914. Talk about it. Man, uh, Coach Sham, I tell you, I think two things. I think the quarterbacks are still picking themselves up off the ground, and I think the stripes are still throwing flags tonight, man. This game's been over for about maybe 30 minutes now. Um, big story to think about is 19-14. to 14. Grayson gets it done. Grayson actually scores in the last four minutes to turn a 19 to 13, excuse me, a 14, 13 deficit into the final victory. Um, And really it was a night guys. It's kind of funny. I was talking with a lot of coaches around the state this week and you don't suddenly pivot off the narratives. Your season has been all along for Buford. That's been pressure. That's been not giving Riola a lot of, a lot of time to throw. Same thing tonight. I think Ryola, we had him sacked six times. He was pressured a lot more than that. Somehow he only he only threw like two or three incompletions. I think he ended up unofficially 19 out of 21 um, in a game that was just really hard fought. I mean, heck, Buford probably sat Grayson's quarterback about seven or eight times tonight as well. Just a lot of back and forth, a lot of like 12 men on the field, a lot of like substitution plays, operation plays. There was one chance when Buford had a chance to kick a field goal from maybe about 35 yards out, and the snap was off, the timing was off, the line was off, got the kicker out of rhythm, and he just couldn't push it over the uprights. Just little things like that kind of multiplied a lot tonight for Buford. You know, Grayson, give give that squad a lot of credit. First-year head coach, they come in and they knock off one of the power teams in the state. Ironically, it's odd. People told me before the game, it was weird that Buford and Grayson had never met, and they give you a 19-14 to 14 game tonight. Dylan Riola, the Georgia quarterback, goes down swinging. Guys, his last memory as a high school player for Grayson, it's a fourth and 16. There's like a minute and a half left, and he's just swarmed up. He twists away. He's trying to twist away. There's wave after wave of Grayson defenders there. They got after it. They came after him, and they're moving on to the quarterfinals. Thank you for the update, Jeff. That was a fantastic description. And what a great game. But here, I told Sam before when we were talking about the preview of the games, this is two teams that don't lose very many warm-ups. You know what I mean? Like, these are two teams that I've seen them both warm up. They got some good-looking youngins, even the ones that aren't getting to play. Right? So, what's the sense as as a recruiting guy when you look at Grayson, you look at Buford, what do you see? Like, what do you see? Because what I see is, like, just defense alignment, especially linebackers everywhere, uh, or Mm -hmm. you center on the one or two guys that are skill players. Yeah, so you see a lot of guys that, you know, a lot of – you'll see the skill guys kind of take up a lot of attention. And on the surface level, somebody might say, okay, Grayson's got a bunch of kind of Central Florida-ish. Their two biggest commitments are going to Central Florida. Um, They've got another terrific young linebacker, still only a sophomore. Tyler Atkinson, who's going to be an SEC or go anywhere he wants to type recruit. He can go to Clemson. He can probably go to Ohio State, Michigan. He can go to out in the Pac-12 if he wanted to or the Tupac or whatever it is now. All those, all those schools are now going into the Big 20 or whatever that's going to be. He can play anywhere. But then you've got the contrast with Buford 
about how Buford's got an Ohio State guy, they got a Florida right. State guy, they got a Georgia guy, they got another Georgia guy. It's almost like different levels of college football. Now, the thing people don't get right when they look at players like this is, you know, when you throw the term three-star football player out there, that means generally if you ask the guys to put those ratings together for a living, that means you're probably going to start two or three years in college football. And that's a really good high school football player. Remember, we all seen the stats, like only 2% out of the high school players even make it to college football, much less power five, much less uh, top 20, top 10 programs. Of course, Buford always has a concentration of them a lot. But I think you saw this game tonight was all about blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. Like Buford was just trying to summon up it. They were trying to summon up where they, they tried quick game, they tried screen, screen, they'd fire the ball out there, they tried some two-man routes, and then they try to get more complex with it. And like they, one time they try to get a screen going, and the ball's kind of bobbled. It's off his fingertips. Grayson jumps on the ball. But somehow Buford only allows a field goal out of that when they turn the ball over inside their own 30. And really Buford had a hard time moving the ball all night. The Florida State uh, brilliant five-star athlete, K.J. Bolden, really has a oh, kind of sets the tone in the first quarter with, a I think, a 93-yard kick return. And that was really all, the only, how, only way Buford could really move the ball all night. Again, credit Grayson. They were all they were stifling to use that word that our fifth grade English teachers would tell us or something like that. <laughs> they were everywhere tonight, and you know, Ryle was just really tried all he could. He tried to summon it all up, but the young man, to his credit, I talked to his offensive coordinator after the game. I talked to Dylan after the game, and that's one of the things. You know, the young man who's on top of the world, five star, number one quarterback in the country, number one prospect in the country. You know the newspaper guy or the website guys like, Hey, you know, sometimes I feel as a journalist, we've got to make sure that these young men get a chance to talk when things don't go their way, because we're training them for what's to come and how to be a professional and how to really respect the game. And one of the things his offensive coordinator said is he's like, not once did that kid ever point a finger. Did he ever say anything about not getting protected? Did he ever say anything about he needed more time? Not that type of kid. He said the intangibles for this young man, this young man is more impressive to him, the work ethic than even the brilliant talent that he's got. And that's saying a whole lot, fellas, because he, he can flick the ball with his wrist and the thing will go about 76 yards. Just tonight, the same thing. I was telling somebody, that's the thing that kind of rings over and over in my mind if I was writing a game story tonight, is you just see – Teams have an identity. If you have trouble protecting the passer, if you have trouble catching the football through 13 weeks, well, you're not going to correct that in the 14th week or tonight the 13th week against some of the best competition you've faced all year. Football usually doesn't work that way, and that was kind of the case tonight. I mean, it was a tough loss for Buford. I know Buford folks aren't used to this, to having um, plans in early December not having to cancel them because this is two straight years. Last year, Buford goes out in the second round. This year, they go out in the third round. And I don't know if you guys have been watching the scoreboards or watching your Twitter profiles, but, like, you see the, the score that came out of Mill Creek tonight. Yeah. You see the score that's happening with Walton and Carrollton. You see the score that's happening kind of with Colquitt and Milton. All across the state, that 7-8 bracket might be shifting might be flexing a different way that we didn't think was going to happen. And, you know, one thing, I'm sure everybody's watching it on TV, but Jeremy Haklinski, man, 
He yeah. has showed everybody that, you know, I might only be going to Wake Forest, and that may be the land of prospects when everybody talks about everybody else in the state of Georgia. But when you talk about the best football playing quarterback in the state of Georgia, it very it very well might be that young man from Walton. It's but, funny you say that, Jeff, because you might have been listening to the show and not watching the game earlier because I kind of told Sam the same thing, did I not? Say? Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. the best kid. I mean, he's the best quarterback I've seen for high school ball. If we're, if we're drafting a high school team, yeah, I'm taking yeah. this kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know he's got this guy on his on his line is on his way to Georgia that's taking care of him he, too. He, he's probably getting protected a little How more. How about than, that? Yeah, just a little bit better than the guy Jeff watched tonight. He's getting protected. a little You bit know, f- fellas, I actually kidded with somebody after the game, and I was like, okay, Dylan's probably going to spend maybe three, maybe four with a redshirt year at Georgia. I bet he got pressured and put on the ground more in this one season in Buford than he will in those three or four years at Georgia because it was extreme, fellas. And, again, everybody's like, you want to say, hey, of course he's he's a good kid. He's got a great family. He comes from great people. They're not going to, you know, call out their teammates. They're not going to point fingers. But when I'm telling you, every other snap, it's like, getting swallowed up the guys keep coming off the edge sometimes you see Grayson getting really exotic Greg Carswell is one of the best defensive line teachers in the state the defensive coordinator there at Grayson and they're bringing some stunts or some mm-hmm. twists and some of the offensive linemen for Buford are kind of lost trying to keep up with that and that's really tough like you see you see a games at this level and the amount of kind of run-throughs that are just not supposed to happen at this level of football that's discouraging and that's different. And to see a young man just always keep it together, uh, the game's over, guys. And, you know, the snapshot y'all remember is he's going around making sure he hugs every senior, making sure he hugs everybody on the team. And he's kind of looking around the, the scrum. As, you know you know what that's like, fellas. We've seen it over and over when yeah. the season ends. Right. And there's a mess of, like, hugs and tears and slaps on the back and everybody's sad. And, like, he's kind of just kind of navigating head on a swivel like, have I, have I told that guy I appreciate him? Have I told that guy I'm glad I got a chance to play with you? I mean, that's the type of kid he is, and he's on his way to Georgia. And, you know, I talked to him twice this, this year after Buford lost games, and I'm sure the Georgia fans are listening to me going, well, Jeff, he might not lose two times in his entire three- or four-year career in Athens. May not, <laughs> may not. But, I mean, it's, it's impressive to see a young man with all that talent and to go talk to his offensive coordinator and talk to him about, you know, they're a day ahead when they're going over their third down stuff, and he's already asking for it. Or when they played their first game of the year against St. Francis, and he already had them all, all dialed in, had already looked through, scoured, scattered, smothered, and covered all the St. Francis film like two or three weeks before the season opener. That's the type of preparation and, and intelligence and work ethic. He used the word a lot. He acts like this is his profession already when he's just in high school. And for those that follow the red and black, they want to see Georgia keep having excellence at the quarterback position. Well, excellence is on the way. Yeah, well, he's yeah. going to a good place, Sam. Yeah, It's well-documented. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My alma mater is not the University of Georgia, but they have produced some awesome quarterback coached up play lately. Carson Beck is ripping it. Yeah. The guy's the best quarterback that's underrated of anybody in America. Yeah. Make that clear. And they've got a room full of those guys. So, yeah, couldn't have picked a better place to go learn how to play quarterback. Absolutely, folks. Folks, uh, Jeff, always great catching up with you. I knew you. Uh, I knew we were going to get great stuff because you had a game with a lot of phenomenal talent. Folks, you want to follow Jeff? He is social. Follow him at Jeff Sintel, all lowercase, at Jeff Sintel, lowercase from dognation.com. Thanks again, man, and look forward to catching up with you next Friday night. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Now, keep telling the stories of high school football in the state. I'll be listening. All right, all right. There are plenty more to tell as we head for the semifinals next week. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to check in with one of the coaches that was victorious tonight. Uh, I think he's on his bus. Hopefully it won't be too crowded, too too, uh, too loud on that bus as his team celebrates the win. And we're going to wrap down the other scores and set up the games for next week on the Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, Under the Light. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain, and Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92 and the game at 92 and the game.com. High school scoreboard show in the 11 o'clock hour on this quarterfinal Friday night. And boy, great looking at the scores and seeing the teams that are moving on to the next round. And one of those teams is a team I had a chance to spend some time with this week, Coach, out of Stockbridge. Stockbridge. They made the ride down to Spalding, taking an undefeated team. Yeah. Not, a, not a real long bus ride. No, not very far, but Spalding's really good. Undefeated football team. Beat some good teams, including Perry, who's in the semifinals. Stockbridge comes in, controls the game tonight, wins big. 35-14, your final score, and Thomas Clark is the head coach there. Uh, coach Clark, welcome to the scoreboard show with Sam and Chris. Congratulations on your win tonight. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm actually on a bus coming back, but I uh, appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Coach, how long is that bus ride? You guys quiet? Are they being quiet for you, or did you have to tell them to be quiet, or are they just tired? <laughs> Well, I had to tell them to be quiet. I told them I had 
you know, phone calls gonna be coming and I was gonna be on the show. But uh, you know, they're excited. They did most of the celebrating in the locker room, so they kinda got their head down, uh, just wait wait to get back to the school now. Man, what a great win. What was the what was the key to the game, coach? You guys really controlled the game. What was the key? Well, we knew uh we knew Spalding, you know, first of all, hats off to them. They had a historic season. Coach Turner's done a great job with that program. Uh we knew there was gonna be a uh, physical team that we, we knew there was gonna be athletic. We had to come out and uh control a lot of scrimmage, you know, and we knew that we had to match their intensity and play hard a bit to get this win tonight. And uh, our guys did that to come out. Uh, we were able to kind of get up on them early. Offense did a good job. Uh, mixing up run pass. We hit a couple play action passes early. Uh, and, you know, I think our kids came out and were locked in and just played hard tonight. You're on the bus right now, Coach, and we talked about your your season. I saw you guys way back during the, during the summer. You had a 7-on-7 up in Roswell, somewhere you'd never been before, against some competition right. you hadn't seen. And you said it was all part of a design to get you ready for taking a bus ride to somewhere far against a different level of competition. And that, that was back during the summer. Yes, sir. Yeah, I knew we had a chance to have a pretty good football team this year. And my whole goal was to uh, get some tough competition, go some places uh, that we hadn't seen before. You know, I've been in South Ridge for a long time. This is my 15th year. And so I just wanted to uh, make sure that we got some competition, some bigger, some bigger schools and, you know, we did that, uh, obviously, with the 7-on-7. Also, uh, some of the teams we played earlier with Douglas County and Coffee County. So, we just wanted to get our guys about that and used to great competition. Yeah, I, w- I would argue, Coach, and I'll say it for you, but I'll argue that that really helped you tonight, that you guys yeah. having some losses but to really great competition like Douglas and Colquitt helped you play in a team that had not lost all year but probably in the early season didn't play as tough a teams as you did and you coming into the game battle-tested. Uh, you don't even have to agree with that. I'll say it for you. But now you're going to Benedictine, right? Yeah, they actually are uh, going to come up to us. Uh, we'll play at Stock Bridge, uh, from what I was informed. So, okay, you know, you're at home. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That's exciting. They got to come oh, to you. Yeah. That, that, that's yes, no sir. bus ride. There's no bus ride for you next week. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. This is a team in Benedictine coaches. You know, he won the state championship back-to-back years. Um, this is the kind of team you've been preparing for, right? I mean, this is what yes, you've sir. been building towards. So, excited to see what you guys can do. What's got to get better? When you win a big game, it's hard to find something wrong. But what's got to get better right. with your team? We got we to gotta, uh, do a better job of, you know, finishing the game, keeping our composure. Uh, we had a couple uh, penalties, unsportsmanlike penalties that we got to clean up. And also, uh, just overall penalties, we had uh, we probably had at least uh, eight or nine, uh, eight to ten penalties all together tonight. So we got to clean that up. You know, it's hard to get a good football team that's disciplined and and, and not uh, committing the penalties. So we got to do a better job with uh, with not getting penalties. Well, when it comes to watching your team on the offensive side, your your running back is one you kind of lean on. Talk about that young man. Uh, some of what he's done and some of the things he's had to deal with during his time there at Stockbridge. Yeah, uh, Jaden, uh, Jaden Duchkind, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, first of all, you know, he had overcome his adversity. He's been hurt. He got hurt his sophomore year when I took over as head coach, and he got hurt his junior year also. So he missed a big portion of both of those seasons. And for him to come back, uh, and I think tonight, he was right at 1900, so he, he probably went over the uh, 2,000 mark. 
He probably had around 150 yards tonight, so he broke the 2,000 mark on rushing. Uh, but he uh, just a tremendous young man. Uh, what makes him great is, is not only his ability on the field uh, as a football player, he's a dynamic running back. Man, he's even a better person. That's what I love about him, man. He's, uh, you know, he's just got such great, great high character, great grades. Uh, you know, he's committed to go to NC State. Uh, amazing in computer engineering. So that kind of lets you know kind of where he's at. You know, it's, it's not only uh, it's football important, but academic important for him also. Just an outstanding young man, very well-rounded. So I'm extremely proud of him. And he's one of these players that you just don't get all the time. Uh, I saw our coaching staff all the time. We better enjoy this while we got it. So phenomenal player. Fantastic. You guys get to represent Henry County. Yeah. And, and by the yeah. way, the athletic director, Kelly Smith, been like texting both of us all night. She's yeah, so, she's, she's very proud. She's very proud and so excited that you guys are going to represent County in semifinal round. Yeah, Kelly does a great job, very supportive. Uh, so we appreciate her as well and all she does for us. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we appreciate you spending some time with us on your bus ride home, a victorious bus ride home. Uh, congratulations again on that win and good luck to you next week as you will be home hosting Benedictine. That's going to be big next week. Good luck, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Coach Thomas Clark, Coach Stockbridge High School. The Tigers with the win uh, tonight. Hey, Sam, I wasn't going to say it to him, but now I'm going to say it because I didn't want to jinx him or nothing like that. You know, I love how that works. But they lost to Benedictine last year in the playoffs. That's who knocked them out in the playoffs, and they playing them again. So remember all them time. I mean, like this year, all these payback. It's been games. like seven or eight games in a row of payback, right? Payback games. Tonight yeah. it was Walton over Carrollton, yeah. who knocked them out last year. Creekside, right? Creekside over Warner Robins. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah so Benedictine has won 24 games in a row. Wow. They won the last 11 of last year. They yeah. won the first 13 of this year. They won 24 games in a row. Man. They not. They can't win them all. No, they can't. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, maybe. Oh. There'll be a. There'll be a. What about Stockbridge playing for a chance to go to the state championship? We'll put, this is a Henry County school playing for a chance to go to the state championship yeah, game. That is big. That's big. At, at home. At home. At home. That is truly big. That is truly big. So everybody down in Henry County got to be really excited that the Stockbridge team has made it to this point, and they're going to be home next week against Benedictine. Boy, that is going to be a clash. It's going to be a fantastic football game. It was great talking with the coaches tonight. Great talking with Coach Clark uh, down in Stockbridge. Also great co- talking with Coach Chadwick, uh, who got the win in Maris over Roswell. And then you, you, we are not, you know, off the off the air talked about the comparison of the two schools of Maris and, and Roswell. We yeah. know they're in the, they're in the same classification, but you know they're in the same classification, but the multiplier Roswell is a very big school, but it is in the high end of six A. It's not quite seven A, but for 50 years, it was in the highest classification. And the last two, yeah. it's been in the next highest. Marist is really a double or triple A school, but they use a multiplier. So with private school, they have kids out of district. So they have to play three times their enrollment, basically. And so their school, maybe 500 kids, 600 kids, is playing Roswell with a lot, 1,800 kids or so. And, yeah, but only 11 go out there at a time, Sam. How about that? 11 go out there at a time. About Number 11 that? coached by Coach Chadwick. I put my money on them most days. Yeah. yeah. They're going to go out there and they're going to fight you. And you're going to have to beat them. They're not going to give it away to you. Maris with the win tonight once again, 48-21, uh, the final score in that game. Over Roswell, 
as they move on to the next round. We still got a game. We still got to find out something was happening with this Douglas County game. I don't know who can. The last I checked, Sam, I was going to bring that up. It's the only game still going on. The last I checked was 59 to 45. Huh? Douglas County leading. 59 to 45. I went to a couple of Pickens basketball games this week. We yeah. didn't score 59 in either one of them, I don't think. <laughs> but 59 to 45, Douglas County with the lead in the fourth quarter. That's a huge – I know Douglas County's 12-0 and 0 and Lee County's 10-2, and 2, but I felt like Lee County was the favorite, didn't you? Yeah, kind of coming it's in. Because I mean, of the tradition. They've and, been here before. They, they've been at yeah, this level that's a, before. Yeah, that could be a really, really big win for Johnny White's Douglas Another County Another big team. win because they've had big wins this season. Going to, you know, big they, wins. Trying to go to 13-0. and 13-0. That would be remarkable. And they would play Woodward Academy. Man. So – Woodward Academy has been playing football forever, and it's yeah, been have. about 50 years since they played for the state championship. Even though they've been really good, they just haven't played they've for the state 50 championship. 50 years. When they, they, they last one they won was like 80. Nah, maybe. Seven, 80. Let me look it up. Let me look it yeah, up. Yeah, like, I don't, give any, I don't yeah, want to give I, any I, false I, I, information. Well, you know, I went, I went to high school on the south side, and my school didn't play against them. They were, they were, they were a bigger enrollment than ours. But they, they had coach, well, coach Graham Hickson, whose yeah. name is on the stadium now, was coaching at the time. Let's see. So he won two state championships. I know they coach won the was, state championship in 1980 and 1970. Yeah, 80. So, so it's been 43 years. Yeah, that's still a long time. Long time. 43 yeah. years. Still a long time. I was thinking it was 70. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I remember that that was with Coach Hickson. But they haven't played for it since, Sam, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they haven't made the state championship game, not less won it. They won the state championship in 1980. They've made the semifinal several times but never the finals. Yeah. Okay, now you look at Douglas County. Douglas County. Oh, man, you got to go way back. You got to go way back. Okay? We talking about Douglas County. They have, you know, let's see. They played the state championship in 1964. Woof. But wow. one of those teams is going to play for the state championship. That's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> one of them will. One of them's got to win next week. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're going to play for the state championship. That is it. That is it. We will come back. Hopefully we got a final score from that Douglas County game before we leave the air here at midnight. Coming back, we're going to run down all the matchups for next week, semifinal week uh, across the state of Georgia. And you stay tuned to the Scoreboard Show, High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. to more of the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain, and Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw and with Chris Parker. Uh, nine floors up in the Kia Studios tonight. We thank Dom Chorowski for his work on the other side of the glass. Damian Dayday Lewis and Garrett Chapman are working hard for you at two thrilling games tonight that they reported to us from. And so, so glad that you're with us. We just got a final in, Coach. Uh, the, the one game that we saw that was still going on, we got a final. 59-45, Douglas County over Lee County. Douglas County advances to the state semifinals 13 and 0. Wow. Wow. 
Douglas County will play Woodward Academy. Don't have to go very far for that game. No, no. And think about it now. We're talking some school systems uh, in the area who are getting representation in the semifinal round. we got Henry County going to be represented in, in, the, in the semifinal round uh, by Stockbridge. Now Douglas County School is going to be represented in the semifinal round by Douglas County High. It's remarkable what those programs are doing and representing those school systems. It's showing that the talent is all around, the coaching, you know, the commitment from the, the administrations of those places. You congratulate uh, everybody uh, for helping you know, pour into these teams and programs and getting them to this, this level. Absolutely. You got Marist and Thomas County Central in a battle of old school champs. Marist and Thomas County Central on one side, Douglas County and Woodward Academy on the other, and those two winners will play for the state championship. That's in 6A. 6A. How about that? 6A. That's 6A. You think uh, we can get somebody at that game? Just maybe. Douglas County, Woodward Academy. It's just It'll either be in Douglasville or in College Park. I don't know which one's which. I can't remember. But whichever one it is, let me see. I'm going to figure it out right here. The top team is the team hosting when it's the same uh, bracket. So if you look at your bracket and they both have the same seed, like Woodward Academy yeah, they're both is a one, one seed. And both one. A, so then the top team is hosting. So that means the game's in Douglasville. Okay, okay, okay. Watch for that coming up next week. Let's uh, let, let's run down all the brackets that are all filled in. We started with 7A, and what a thrilling night we had. Walton uh, with the win, eliminating Carrollton, uh, and they are into the semifinal against Camden County, which is a surprise for a lot of folks. Walton and Camden will play. Grayson and Milton will play. The winners will play for the state championship. But real quick, one last time, Sam, and I won't bring it up again. Let me talk about who didn't win tonight in 7A. Carrollton, Mill Creek, Buford, and Colquitt County. Man. That's the four teams that got eliminated. That lost tonight. Now, huh? you don't think Georgia's 7A football is good? That's your argument right there. Now, that's four good teams. That's not a knock on any of those teams. Four great programs. Yep. that will not play next week because somebody has to lose every game. Carrollton, Buford, Mill Creek, Colquitt, all eliminated tonight. Wow. And Walton, dominant performance. Grayson, Milton, and Camden County all pulling upsets. Yep, yep. That's what's coming up next week in Class 7A. Uh, in Class 6A, and we mentioned um, Douglas County now will take on Woodward Academy on one side. And Maris, a convincing winner at, at Roswell tonight, will get Thomas County Central, who just had a slugfest tonight up in Rome. Yeah, you got to think, how does that impact the next game? Because you figure Thomas County Central probably is the favorite to win this whole thing. But like we saw tonight in the 7A bracket, that favorite means nothing. They're going to start with zero points. <laughs> Marist is the region champ. Thomas County is the region champ. So if my if my math is correct, that game will be at Marist. Okay. That matters. It does. I think that does matter it, in these very close games. Right, right. When you get down to this stage of the schedule in the semifinal round, in 5A, in 5A, Creekside uh, advances. We talked about the revenge games, the payback game, uh, and they were able to do that tonight. Down at Warner Robins, a tough place to get a win. To get a win, they will take on Jefferson, who beat Harris County tonight. 
But I don't think I don't know if they stopped that. What was the name of your, your favorite spot down there? Hunter's Pub. Hunter's Pub. Can you write that down? If you ever go to Hamilton, Georgia. Yeah. And I, I'm, I expect a little bit of, you know, yeah. credit. They ought, to get, they ought to kick you something back. Yeah, I mean, that. but maybe they get me a free uh, peanut butter pie or something. Well, there we go. Hey. <laughs> but that's what's coming up next on one side at 5A, the other side, Car- Cartersville and Coffee. Now, those two expected to be where they are. Heavyweights, both undefeated, 13-0 and and 13-0, and going at it. Coffee, that's in Douglas, Georgia, South mm-hmm. Georgia. Really great football tradition there, right? Never won a state championship. Whoa. They always seem like they're always in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, it might change this year, Sammy. Think so? Maybe. I don't know. But my predictions are, you know, not always right. <laughs> but I would say Coffee is the favorite among that group. But Creekside, Coach Dixon, putting it out there from the day we met him on this show. We know we had him on one of our first shows three years ago. They want to play 15 games. Yep. They want to be in the – you know, he, he, he's he been – Passionate about saying that. He's got his opportunity next week to get to a 15th game. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. pretty cool. Got, and just in this 5A bracket. But just, but it's not going to be easy because Jefferson, really good. Yes. Creekside, really good. Coffee, really good. Cartersville, really good. All four teams in that 5A bracket, legitimate state champion contenders. Moving on to 4A, and we just heard from Coach Thomas Clark a few minutes ago here on the scoreboard show. They're on the bus ride home after the win from Spalding tonight, and they got Benedictine. They got Benedictine. But they have them at their place. But that is a really tough assignment next week, Coach. Revenge game. Yeah. Benedictine knocked Stockbridge out of the playoffs last year. And, you know, now they'll get their opportunity to play them again. We'll see what happens. Stars Mill, they just won't stop. And they're now into the semifinal round against Perry. Sam, let's talk a minute about that one. Stars Mill. One on a Hail Mary yeah. that our own Day-Day Lewis captured on video. Now they're going to play Perry. And Perry has been really good. They won three region championships in a row before this year. They did not win it this year. They won three region championships in a row. They had never won the region and since 1959. In 1959, that was a long time ago, right? 1959? Yeah, that was a long time. In 1959, Perry played in the state semifinals. Next week. They will also play in the state semifinal. First time since 1959. 1959. Has Perry ever played for the state championship? Have they? No. Wolf. Perry's got an opportunity next week to do something that's never been done at Perry. Man. Stars Mill played for the state championship about 10 years ago and won it. But it's going to be a tough game. One of those teams are in, and they'll face the winner of – the Stockbridge and Benedictine game. So you got three relatively newcomers, per se, I guess. Benedictine knocking North Oconee out of that bracket yeah. was was big. Cedartown got out earlier. You know, Spalding now is out. Troop is out. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those teams that we knew were 4A, really, really good programs are out. Got a chance to have a really interesting, neat state final game there. Yep. Yep, you, you don't know who you're going to get in that, in that particular classification that is in 4A. Moving to 3A now, and Cedar Grove is where Cedar Grove usually is uh, this time of the season. Yeah, Cedar Grove just keeps winning. They're not winning in as dominant a fashion as they have years before, whether that matters or not, I don't know. But they're not. 
But Calvary Day's been dominating but didn't tonight. But they did find a way to win tonight. What does that mean? I don't know. Both teams are region champions. If my top bracket thing is right, that means that Cedar Grove would be home. Calvary Day would be coming up to DeKalb County. Okay. On the other side of the bracket, we got Carver Columbus. Talk about a team that's always around. They're always around. They got there to beat Monroe area. Tight game tonight, but they get there, and they're going to face Savannah Christian. Yeah, you talked about Carver Columbus, Sam. I just want to read this out. The last four years, they've made the quarterfinals, the finals, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. Yeah. But nobody talks about them. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a perennial great program. They've done a great job. You know, started with Dale McGee, and they did win the state championship, and people did talk to about them then, mm-hmm. 2007 or so. But that runs – you know, they've had a hiccup here and there, but they've been pretty good now for about 15 years in a row. And Coach Coffey now, Pierre, Pierre Coffey, the head coach, in his second year taking the team to the state semifinals and playing Savannah Christian. You got different styles. You got Calvary Day and Savannah Christian, two of the Savannah private schools, same region. I'm sure they'd love to line up and play. Yeah. So that's your matchup. You could have Calvary Day and Savannah Christian. If they both win, they'll play each other. Or you could have Cedar Grove and Carver Columbus, which is a rematch of a game from a few years ago for state championships. Yep, that, that is what's coming up in 3A. To 2A we go here. And 2A we got Fitzgerald. They're another one. You can set your watch by them, right? They're going to make it almost every year. They're going to get better at this time of year. Just a well-coached team. Tucker Pruitt is the head coach there, does a great job. I'm a little surprised, Sam. I thought Callaway might get them. I'm a little surprised they got the win tonight, but excited for them. They got Pierce now. Yes. And they're coming off a big performance. I mean, uh, uh, a dominant performance over Fellowship Christian uh, in their win tonight. So, Pierce County and Fitzgerald, the other side of the bracket, has Rock Mart. They were winners tonight. Rock Mart and Cook. And Cook. Yeah, so, Rock Mart and Cook. And Cook, who had to eliminate Columbia tonight. That's coming up in 2A. All right, 1A, Division One, And Prince Avenue is there. And we kind of figured they were going to be there. They got through Irwin County tonight. Yeah, Prince Avenue <laughs> is really good. Yeah, they're really good. Irwin County's really good. And Prince Avenue put it on them 41 to 7. Yeah. That tells you how good Prince Avenue is. Now, Bryan County's having the best run they've ever had. And they're going to play Prince Avenue next week. The game's going to be in Athens. And it's going to be tough for Bryan County. <laughs> but, but they play the games. Yep. You never know. Yep. But Prince Avenue, really good. Swainsboro's on the other side, and they uh, were able to outlast Elbert County tonight up at the Granite Bowl. So they're in the, the semifinals against Brooks County. Yeah, and, you know, Swainsboro's a three seed, the way they lost a tiebreaker. So they're, they're going to actually travel to Quitman Woof. to play Brooks County. Brooks County will be the home team. Brooks County, Swainsboro, big boy football right there. It will be. It in will that be. single-A Division One, and the winner will go to the state championship game uh, to face the winner of Prince Avenue and Bryan County. Uh, and finally, uh, single-A Division II, uh, Manchester's a winner tonight, beat Clinch. Uh, I don't know if people were expecting that or not. Clinch had, had a great season, but so had Manchester. Manchester and Clinch are both very good. Yeah. And that's why the game's close. We knew that would be a tough one. Uh, Manchester gets the win. I was, be honest, Sam, I'm way more impressed with Telfer's win over Macon County. Macon County been rolling. They beat Aquinas last week. Macon County really good. Telfer having the best season in school history. Well, they are into the semifinal round. The other side of that bracket has, has Bowden against Schley County. And Schley County struggled tonight with Early County. They end up in the end, you know, g- g- getting the win. 
Yeah, and last year, if my memory serves me right, I'm going to double-check this, but I believe that Bowden beat Shalai County, right? So. Is that right? that right? I think so for the state championship. Um, that is correct. 39-31. They beat him for the state championship. Another revenge game. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But Bowden, man, what a great job. They graduated a lot of guys off the team from last, last year. Coach year. Rich Finley did an awesome job. He does a great job in the weight room. Teams always get stronger as the year goes on. And uh, Bowden. I'm End looking the at their record. Their, their record, they kicked off the season against Manchester, lost by one. Mm-hmm. They could end up getting another shot at them. Yeah, how about that? Yep. I'm sure they wouldn't mind that. No, not at all. <laughs> they could end up getting another shot at Manchester, who beat them 21-20 in their season opener. Uh, they dropped the second game to Central Carrollton, and they haven't dropped the game since. Uh, they have just been on a steady roll. And so Bowden beating Dooley County tonight. And that gets you all set for next week. And semifinals are coming up. When you get to this stage of the season, you know, and, and you heard some of the coaches tonight talk about some bumps and bruises and some guys kind of banged up. Coach Hunt was saying that out of Whitwood. That was a very physical game. It, you know, you'll you go back to your regular practice. You'll go, go to class on Mondays and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then have your practice afterwards. That gets back to normal. But talk about your process of preparing next week. Well, I think one of the things you have to do is every team's a little different, Sam. And at this point in the year, yeah, everybody's banged up. But some people are banged up a little more than others. And so it's very important to get into a mode where your practice might be a little lighter, a little less physical, knowing we played a lot. We know how to do uh, and, and that the level that you turn it down probably depends on where your injuries are. So, uh, But everybody's banged up at this time of the year. Yeah, 14. You're playing your 14th game of the season next yep. week. Yep, 14th game, trying to get to the 15th. We will see, folks. We hope you will be here with us. To our reporters, Garrett Chapman and Damon Lewis, uh, Damian Lewis, uh, Dom Jarowski, exemplary work on the other side of the glass, as always. Coach Chris Parker, Sam Crenshaw, saying so long. I'll be back here Sunday morning uh, with Greg Clarkson getting set for Falcons and Saints. Yeah, and telling you what happened between Georgia and Georgia Tech, and maybe a little bit about that game over in Alabama, too. Uh, that's coming up Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. Hope to see you then. Uh, saying so long for the scoreboard show, your scoreboard show on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.